Ronald Acuna Jr. returned to the Braves lineup on Wednesday night and delivered a mammoth blast that helped them survive a 3-2 win over the Colorado Rockies thanks to a great performance on the mound by Kyle Wright. We'll talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. and his knee, and we'll also talk about Kenley Jansen, who had another rough outing on Wednesday. We'll talk about his spot as the Braves' closer, all that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I'm covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves and written form over at tomahawktake.com, where I am one of the co-editors over there. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you would, please hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. It does help support the show a ton when you do that. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership ever again. So the next time you're ready to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to vroom.com, that's V-R-O-O-M.com, and check out thousands of great cars. On today's podcast, we're recapping Wednesday's 3-2 win over the Colorado Rockies, talking about Kyle Wright's performance, and as well as Kenley Jansen, who gave up a couple more runs in this one. Then we'll move to the offensive side of things, where Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna Jr. provided all the offense with a couple of home runs, and then we'll set you up for for Thursday's finale of this three-game series with the Rockies. The Braves do get a win. They end their three-game losing streak, just their second three-game losing streak of the season. And it was a close one. Uh, it ended up being a little close late. We'll talk about that. Unfortunately, the Mets behind Jacob deGrom squeaked out a 2-1 to win over the Los Angeles Dodgers. So the Braves unable to pick up a game on Wednesday. But like I said, at least able to end their own losing streak and pick up a three to two win over the Colorado Rockies to even up this three game series. And a lot of that was because of Kyle Wright and his continued great work on the mound and what he has done. His final line, seven innings, five hits, two walks, no earned and six strikeouts. Again, just another great performance from him. 96 pitches, 58 strikes. Uh, would like to see that be a little bit better, but CB Buckner was behind the plate and you can never really Count on anything with C.B. Buckner behind the plate. He had just eight swings and misses, so not a ton uh, on 48 swings. Not a high whiff rate there for Kyle Wright, but you know, getting a lot of weak contact. Uh, had an 86.7 mile per hour average exit velocity against. Did give up 10 hard hit balls, uh, which is a good amount. Uh, the same amount that Max Fried gave up the other night. Um, and I did I did fail to mention Kyle Wright had 15 called strikes, so. Again, was throwing some strikes against C.B. Buckner behind the plate. One of the one of the worst in the game, in my opinion. Um, so anytime he's back there, it's kind of a crapshoot as far as what you're going to get in terms of a strike zone. Got right. Got a couple of big double plays in this game on some hard hit balls. Got 11 ground outs in total. 
And I thought he was really using that sinker well. Talked about this on the postcast with Grant McCauley. You know, his curveball is his best pitch, and it was still a really good pitch for him on Wednesday. But I thought he did a great job going to that sinker in some big spots, getting some key ground outs, and that's a really good pitch for him. And the velocity was there, which is great to see. You know, he had that one start where it was down, you know, two miles per hour. Um, so it was great to see that velocity really tick back up. But another great outing for him. He had three, one, two, three innings, but only one inning where he didn't allow a base runner. He got a couple of double plays in some of those innings. There was only one inning where he didn't have a base runner. So you know, even though the, the performance was good, the numbers were good, I think you could say that Kyle Wright you know, probably could even be even better than what he was on Wednesday. And again, some of this partly control, partly maybe a little bit to do with C.B. Buckner behind the plate, but only one inning where he didn't have a base runner. But because of that sinker, because he's able to get some ground outs, again, got some key double plays, never really felt like anything was too stressful uh, for Kyle Wright on Wednesday as he cruised through seven scoreless innings. And he now has 17 wins on the year, most in the National League, and three away from 20. We talked about this the last time he pitched. You know, Could he get to 20 wins? And now he's three away, and I think he could get six more starts. We'll see how things play out the rest of the way. If they start skipping some guys, giving some guys some rest, depending on what the division race looks like down the stretch. But there's an opportunity here for Kyle Wright to get 20 wins. I think that would be a very big deal. Braves haven't had a pitcher do it since Russ Ortiz in 2003. So, again, I think that would be a really big deal if Kyle Wright can get there. And, you know, we keep talking about the postseason rotation right now and what that looks like. Obviously, Max Fried is at the top. Behind him – Look, I think you could go with just about anybody right now. You could go with Spencer Strider, number two in your rotation, and I don't think anybody would you know, raise any questions about that. With the consistency of Kyle Wright and how good he's been, just consistently going out, giving you six or seven innings of two earned or less, I think you could put him in the number two spot. And then I know Charlie Morton has had his ups and downs, but because of his strikeout potential, and the dominance that he can have with that curveball, with the strikeout, I think you still have to consider him, you know, a top of the rotation guy. It's just he has had the inconsistency where Kyle Wright hasn't. And that makes me a little nervous to put him up there in that rotation. But it's certainly a good problem to have as an Atlanta Braves fan, as for Brian Snicker, the manager, you know, who you're going to go with after Max Freed. I think there's three really good choices and something that I think is worth watching down the stretch is who earns that that second and third spot in the postseason rotation, especially if you're going into a wild card series where, you know, it's going to be a maximum of three games. You know, how do you line that up? Who do you use in those outings? So I think that's something very key to watch down the stretch here is which starter steps up the most to deserve that second, third spot in a postseason rotation. And then got to mention Kenley Jansen came on in the ninth inning of a three to nothing game to close things out. And, I'm just going to be completely honest. I didn't think it was a very good performance. He got the save. He got away with a hanger to CJ Crone, who crushed it and almost hit it out of the ballpark, hit it to the warning track in left field. Then he got Iglesias to strike out for the second out of the inning. That was good. You know, some of those pitches, you know, right around the strike zone. But then he walks Randall Gritchick. You know, there were some calls again, CB Buckner behind the plate, some calls that maybe went against him in that one. Then he gave up a first pitch home run to Michael Toglia, 
for a two-run homer that all of a sudden made this stress-free game somewhat stressful in the ninth inning as it was a one-run ball game. He did get some help from C.B. Buckner on the last batter that he faced. He threw two pitches that I didn't really think were that close to being strikes that got called strikes after he fell behind 3-0 and to Bouchard. Uh, he got a couple of calls that went his way and then got Bouchard to ground out on a ball, hit 106.4 miles per hour, but luckily only at a launch degree angle of three. So it was a ground out to shortstop. But I just, this, this outing from Canley was not inspiring to me. Uh, I'm still not saying he should lose the closer's role or the closer's job, but he is just not there right now, at least with these past two outings. You know, nothing from what I saw on Wednesday really gives me good vibes after what we saw last Saturday. So still looking for Kenley to get on track. Brian Snicker was asked about it after the game. David O'Brien of The Athletic said, how much is a concern? Is Kenley Jansen, if it is a concern, and Snicker, who obviously is going to take up, up for his player, says, I'm not worried about him. He bounced back after a tough outing and got a save. Yeah, he did, but how much do you really trust him with a one-run lead right now in the ninth inning? I'd say you know trust level is certainly going down, so we need to see Kenley get back on track. All right, turn our attention to the offense next, where the Braves got a couple of key home runs, and Ronald Cunha Jr. returned to the lineup. We'll discuss that next. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Well, wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. And talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So it wasn't a outstanding performance by the offense on Wednesday, but they did enough. Three runs, five hits, four walks, 10 strikeouts. Um, they were out hit by the Rockies six to five. Obviously the Rockies got an extra at bat in the top of the ninth inning. Just one at bat with runner in scoring position. So not a lot of opportunities in this game, just four runners left on base. Again, the five hits, four walks, just not a not a ton going on for the offense in this game. And still way too many strikeouts, in my opinion. They had been doing such a good job after that series in City Field where they kind of got embarrassed by the Mets of doing a better job of cutting down on the strikeouts and putting the ball in play we haven't seen that the past three or four games now. It's been back more to that, you know, all or nothing type of approach. And the strikeouts, you know, 10 plus a game have really come back. And you look at it in this game and yesterday's game too against Jose Arena, you know, facing a guy in Feltner who had a K per nine of 7.8 coming into this game. And he strikes out seven batters over five and two thirds innings. That's just way too much they have to cut down on those strikeouts and do a better job of putting the ball in play grissom was the only brave starter in this game who didn't have a strikeout so to me and i'm not trying to sound like the get off my lawn old school type of guy here but you got to put the ball in play more strikeouts especially you know in certain spots do you absolutely no good and the atlanta braves this past like i said three or four games just haven't been doing a great job of that 
what they've done a great job of all year and what they did on Wednesday is they hit home runs. And we know that. We know this is a powerful team, a powerful lineup, capable one through nine of going deep at any point. And it's what makes this lineup so dangerous. And it's why they take the, those big swings. And it's why the strikeout numbers are so big. And it paid off on Wednesday as they got two home runs. Austin Riley hit a two-run homer in the first inning to give the Braves an early 2 to nothing lead. It was his first home run since August 19th and just his third in the month of August. So he finished August with just three home runs after an absolutely incredible month of July. So hopefully we see Austin Riley get going, have a big month of September. If he does, then I think the Braves have a very good chance of coming back and winning the NL East if he can have another month like he did in July. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. returned to the lineup you know, again, talked about this with Grant on the postcast. You know, anytime he's in there, even if he's 75%, I think it makes this lineup better just because of the things that he can do for you. Uh, you know, so many different things he can do. He was in the DH spot on Wednesday. Again, that knee really bothering him, but it didn't bother him on one at bat, at least, as he hit a 444-foot home run to dead center field. He still has that type of, of power, that type of, potential i've talked about this throughout the year the struggles for ronald acuna jr it's not necessarily hitting the ball hard he continues to hit the ball extremely hard it's the fact that he just hasn't been able to get that launch on the baseball whether that's because of the knee and just the lack of trust he has in that knee he just hasn't been able to get under the ball and drive it for for power and the power's there it just hasn't been able to get under to drive it to to drive it out of the ballpark and we got to see that on Wednesday night. I thought he had some really good at bats. So glad to see him back in there. Hopefully, you know, he can be in there just about every day. He did mention through his translator after the game, he's asked about the knee. How's it feeling? And uh, he said, terrible, but we're going to play through it till the season is over. So certainly don't love to hear that. He was kind of laughing and smiling as he said it. You know, everybody this time of year is banged up a little bit and coming off a a injury like that and trying to come back and play, you know, and play at a high level. I can only imagine that it's still barking at him and bothering him a little bit. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he's feeling that and he's trying to play through it and do the best that he can to help his team out and win. And you got to respect that. But I think it's just something he's going to have to deal with the rest of the season and manage it and try to make sure that he's as fresh as he can be down the stretch for the Braves because they need him. This offense needs him. And we know he's not going to be 100%, but like I said, even a less than 100% Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of the best players in baseball. You look at it, what he's doing right now, and yeah, he's having you know a down season by his metrics, but he's still you know a 780 OPS guy. It's not like he's a below average player. So still doing good things for the Braves when he's out there. Unfortunately, just going to have to deal with this knee issue. Hopefully it can get better, get rest over the offseason, you know, full offseason of just conditioning and hopefully can come back stronger next year. But still for this year, the Braves need Ronald Acuna Jr. in there in whatever form they can get him. So just going to have to battle through it. And hopefully that, you know, he can still be a spark for this Braves lineup atop. All right, next we'll turn our attention to Thursday as the Braves look to try to win this series after a slow start and hopefully the offense can get going. We'll talk about that next. Before I jump into Thursday's game, I wanted to just give a little bit of 
news update here. Um, the Braves are likely to break their single season attendance record on Friday with over 2.6 million fans or their single season attendance record at Truist Park. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I want to applaud, you know, just all the fans out there. I know a lot of you have uh, been at games this year. I've been to several myself. You know, it's not only just a great place to watch a ball game, but this team, a lot of fun to watch. I know they frustrate us at times, but love cheering for this team. Love the players on it. And it's really been a, a blast seeing how the fans have responded this year after winning a World Series and coming out to the ballpark. I uh, just love seeing that from Braves country. So I wanted to mention that. <clears throat> On Thursday, it'll be Chad Cool versus Spencer Strider. Uh, Chad Cool in his last seven games, a 1-2 and two with a 9.39 ERA and a 2.02 whip, 30.2 innings pitched, 18 walks, just 23 strikeouts. He's given up three earned runs or more in each of his last seven starts. Again, I feel like I've said this about every Rocky, Rocky start of the series. It's a good opportunity for the Braves offense to break out. I feel like Chad Cool is the best of those opportunities. So hopefully we see the Braves offense come out and put up a big number and score a bunch of runs. Great to see them win three to two, and they can win close games. I know they they lost three in a row earlier this week and over the weekend, but this team's capable of doing what they did on Wednesday, going out, hitting a couple of home runs, and having a well-pitched game. They can certainly win in that manner, but would love for them to just score a bunch of runs on Thursday and win in that manner because that would make me feel a lot better about this offense going into a weekend where they're going to face three really good starters from the Marlins. It's looking like they're going to face Sandy Alcantara, Edward Cabrera, and Pablo Lopez over the weekend. So hopefully this is a chance for the offense to really start picking things up because they're going to need it over the weekend against the Marlins. As for Spencer Strider, just keep doing what he's been doing. I mean, he's been unbelievable. I talked about it. I think he could potentially be the second best starter in a postseason rotation for the Braves with how dominant he has been on the mound his stuff is holding up you know he's been able to get through a team a second time that they've seen him he's been able to do so still primarily with those two pitches the fastball and the slider although I like that he's starting to incorporate that change up a little bit more and when he can throw it right where it's running away down and away from left-handed hitters I think it's a very effective pitch against left-handed hitters so I just love watching Spencer Strider pitch. I think it's, you know, must-see TV when he's out there. And so I'm looking forward to enjoying that on Thursday night and hopefully a much bigger and easier win for the Atlanta Braves. I think Wednesday was mostly pretty stress-free until that ninth inning, but would like to see the Braves put up a bunch of runs early, kind of put this one away. Spencer Strider do his thing, get him out of there, get him another solid performance and a good win and get another series win. And hopefully the Dodgers can help out the Braves and take down the Mets on Thursday as well and pick up a game in the NL East. That will do it for this episode. Thanks for listening to Lock on Braves. Thank you for making us your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked on MLB podcast, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team as he talks about the biggest stories from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.